rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 44 of the Cosmic Force. And on tonight's episode, we're talking about all of your favorite, our favorite characters. No, not our heroes and villains like Luke or Vader or even Aphra. We're talking about the supporting characters who have stolen the spotlight for at least a panel or two as we discuss major moments from minor characters. And uh, let's go ahead and go around the room uh, and say hello to everybody. Emma is actually uh, not joining us tonight, uh, so I will go ahead and go right over to Caleb. Caleb, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing really well. I'm glad to be here. I think we're going to have a, have a fun show. Despite the low-key characters, I think we're going to have some high stakes. So uh, I think the three of us are going to really deep get some deep dives and pull out some characters you haven't thought about in maybe even years yeah i think we at least at least for us as hosts i i think we all agreed that last week's episode was a lot of fun where it was just kind of a let's have a discussion and and, and just kind of talk about some 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 fun comic things instead of a particular book or anything so we kind of think that we're going to do something similar again tonight so hopefully it's gonna be just as fun uh jacob how are we doing tonight sir Pretty well. This is like the first time, like school-wise, uh, I feel like that's always what I talk about because that's all I have going on. School-wise, this is the first time I like won't have to stay up super late after an episode to write a paper I procrastinated on uh, in a while. So, you know, I'm feeling pretty great, honestly. I'm just excited to uh, somehow shoehorn my favorite comic book into another episode. So, you know. So, no, are no, you no, not Jacob. staying up? Yeah, I was going to say, I think Caleb's going to ask the same question. <laughs> like, is it because you went ahead and did your work beforehand <laughs> or because there's not a paper due <laughs> that was my uh, question no because there because there's not a paper due. <laughs> oh, okay see i was really hoping it was to be like no I, I i was i was a good student this week and i did it no uh papers due tuesday this week so yeah <laughs> all all out of the way all right. Well, good. Glad uh, that, you, that you won't have to stress too much after the show. Um, if you are joining us for the first time, welcome. Uh, we are a Star Wars comics podcast that broadcasts live right here on YouTube.com slash Utini every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. But if you can't join us live, that is OK. We are available on all of your favorite podcast platforms. So feel free to find us on any of those platforms and be sure to give us give us a like on those on those uh, those platforms because it helps other people be able to find us a little bit easier and we obviously uh, appreciate the love uh, we are also a part of the Utini podcast network of nearly a dozen shows and a discord channel at utini.com slash discord with more than 1,000 members with dozens of channels and topics to discuss if you like what you see and you want to say thanks then head over to our patreon channel at patreon.com slash utini where for as little as five dollars a month you can gain exclusive access to the entire Utini podcast network of shows, as well as exclusive merch and community involvement activities. And Caleb, we do have a new patron this week that we want to honor. Absolutely, yes. Uh, we want to take some moment and always thank our current and continuing patrons, but we have a brand new one that we want to say a very special thank you to, and our new annual patron is Jared Lee. Thank you for joining us. Uh, you know, even if you join for one of the other shows, you know, we always want to see you drop by. We want to reach out. Thank you specifically. And you'll see your name in the credits. So with that little bit of uh, work out of the way and thanks sent out, let's talk about some news here. 
Yeah, we have one little piece of news that uh, that we have to discuss this week. Uh, Jacob, we are our favorite uh, Mandalorian question mark uh, is is getting his own comic book, isn't he? Right. Yeah. So uh, we're getting a uh, episode, a eight issue episode by episode adaptation of the first season of The Mandalorian. Uh, so. It's going to be pretty big. Uh, you know, I'm probably going to pick it up just for the speculative value of Baby Yoda's first appearance in comic <laughs> oh, books alone. Oh, man. That's a very good point. So yeah. make sure you get that on your pull list. There's probably going to be some insane variants as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is uh, written by Rodney Barnes, who I believe is the writer for IG-88, if I remember correctly. Um, Sounds and then, familiar, yeah. Uh, art from Georges Genty, which he's the uh, artist who filled in for Ario on mm. the High Republic. Um, and yeah, we have this great, uh, a great cover by uh, Adi Granov. So yeah, uh, it's gonna be an eight issue adaptation. It's been a little while since we had an adaptation uh, because uh, Marvel uh, canceled their Rise of Skywalker adaptation. So uh, I think it's Solo was the last like movie or TV show comic adaptation we got. So and was it's that, been a hot minute. Was that Marvel or was it IDW? I thought, why am I thinking IDW was the one who used ID, it? IDW has also done okay. some adaptations, mm. but um, like if, yeah, if you're looking at Marvel, cause IDW, I've only like read one of them. Um, it was like, just like shot for shot the movie. Like I, I did new, a new hope and like, it was just a new hope. Whereas like, you know, the Marvel adaptations often will add a little bit of, um, a little bit of extra context around it. So, and I, I think I saw an interview with like CBR or something like that that said this was going to be pretty similar, that they might add some new scenes, which would be exciting. Um, but yeah, this is coming out in June. So yes. it's, you know, going to help fill in the time uh, with no high Republic. So Go exactly. talk to your local comic stores now yes. to get all, uh, to get your pull lists and to get those variant covers in. No. Yeah, you have until probably like uh, late April is when you're gonna is when you're gonna wanna. Well, that's when the solicits come in. So you honestly can't even pre-order it yet, um, unless you, you know, you know your you know the guy at your store and you can just tell him to keep an eye out on it. But uh, it won't be in like their systems until like the end of April. Now, just a quick uh, thought: Is this the first time we're seeing the Mandalorian outside of in like a medium outside of his um, uh, like? This is the first time we're seeing for, it in a comic book or a novel or anything like for that. For a original story, yeah, well, it's not original, but you know what I mean. For yeah. like a narrative story, yes, he's obviously had like art of books. Uh, I believe, and I don't know, do they have a a reference guide for uh, the first? They, there's like there's been some reference books. I don't remember if there's like specifically like a cross sections or a straight like you know mm. dk but there's been a there's been a few different things like that i so also feel the first, like there was supposed to be story. like a behind the scenes that was canceled or a novelization uh, that, that was, was a novelization. yeah yeah was yeah canceled. yep adam christopher was gonna write that it was canceled i think like while season before season two came out um but that you know, he's obviously now writing shadows of the sith which comes out in june i think it's june it's june or july but yeah so uh, all right, Justin in our chat just got done. Uh, was was telling us he just finished the High Republic fifteen and Eye of the Storm two, and l- coincidentally enough, those are part of our weekly pull list this week. So let's go ahead and transition right into our weekly pull list. Uh, we've got one additional comic from that Jacob this week, uh, but we yep. got a, we got a pretty good list this week. Right? Uh, yeah, we have uh, first off we have Star Wars number twenty one, trapped on a star destroyer. 
written by Charles uh, Soule with pencils from Marco Castillo and Ramon Rosanas. Uh, the cover is also from Ramon Rosanas, and the colorist is Rochelle Rosenberg with letters from Clayton Cowles. So the return to the Shara Bay story, which we haven't touched in ooh, uh, I think like nine issues. It's been a while. It's, it's been pre-War uh, of the Bounty Hunters, yep. Yep, mm-hmm. which I think was like issue 11 or 12 um, was the last time we talked about her. Uh, then we also have High Republic number 15, Jedi's End, uh, written by Kevin Scott with pencils by Ario Anadito, uh, cover from Phil Noto, inker is Mark Morales and Victor Olazaba. Uh, we have colors from Carlos Lopez and letters from Ariana Meyer. And we also have Eye of the Storm uh, number two, written by Charles Soule, pencils from Guillermo Sana, uh, cover from Ryan Brown, colorist is Jim Campbell, and the letter is Ariana Meyer. So those are some, you know, this is the end of the Higher Public uh, as part, well, Phase One, and also Higher Public Phase One comics. Uh, you know, if, if you don't count, there's like a few things we're still waiting on. Like um, there is Edge the, of Balance uh, Two. Edge of Balance Two is out on digital, but it comes out physically at the end of May. There's also that. the Insider Short Story Collection, which is it's complicated that's coming out in september or august or september um and that might have some additional phase one stories uh but yeah it's you know this is essentially the end of phase two for or phase one wow um for the higher public so yeah it's if you're wondering about reading order charles Soule has said multiple times the i of the storm number two should be the last yes. thing you read in all of phase one um i so obviously read higher public 15 first um, I have the storm number two. I have not personally finished um, Midnight Horizon. Midnight Horizon yet. Me either. And I still read it. And there was like some things that I'm like, oh, okay, that obviously happened. There's like one or two things where it's like that obviously happens in Midnight Horizon, but I don't think it's gonna ruin my experience of the book. Like I, I'm like I'm fine having read this first, but obviously if you want to get maximum enjoyment, then you might want to wait a little bit on that. If the not the only thing I do want to comment is that the variant cover. For Eye of the Storm number two, uh, we, we, we do have to draw attention to just another uh, edition. Uh, Jacob, I put a, a link in, in the, yeah, the chat it up. of uh, just another just perfect question mark rendition of Marsh uh, interpretation of Martian Rowe. There is just there are there, there are a lot of oh, the Phil Noto one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we are we're working on pulling it up, but uh, yeah, there's just another just uh, there 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 he is again in all of his glory and and just with the the hair, uh, you know it, you know moving around this, in the wind in there the, with the helmet the sleeve off tattoos the sleeve tattoos. I mean, come on, I mean that's the cover that you that that everybody should be getting right there. Like it, it, I'm not sure if he should be like on a on a comic book cover or a heavy metal album you know <laughs> or hair metal you know something a little more uh you know niche appeal there maybe definitely a lot of really good things here i you know we might be getting ahead of ourselves but i just finished the fallen star and then like went ahead and then read i have the storm too and that flowed really nicely because it picks up immediately from the end of that so uh he's right if you should buy it now but don't open it until you're ready to literally get the whole epilogue of this entire phase. Yeah. And obviously we're not going to spoil it today. Be a little bit too soon, mm. but um, there's, I, I will say there's a lot that I did not expect to happen in this issue. You know, I kind of thought it'd be like, you know, Hey, 
we're wrapping like here's what happened in the fallen star this is like the aftermath of this and that's kind of about it and then like a little bit of backstory but it kind of it paved farther than i expected and gave more hints about the future of the higher public story uh yeah more of that than i expected so again must read uh if you're not reading all the comic books which we would love you to do um, at least I would say Eye of the Storm, definite must read Trail of Shadows. Yeah, I was going to say Trail of Shadows. So. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Let's go ahead and get into what we're loving this week. And we will start with our art of the week from our community. And Caleb, you have a I, I believe this is a if it's not a brand new winner, uh, it's it's something that it's, we haven't seen in, in, in quite a bit in a long, long time. Yes. Admiral Akbar, 1983 in Discord. Uh, you know, he sort of submitted this one. He picked it out for us. So, you know, if you can, we will appreciate if you can point exactly to one you want. But this was a great one. We always love to do it. This is from Darth Vader, the 2015 edition, issue number six. The artist was from Salvador La Roca, and the colorist was Edgar Delgado. And I distinctly remember this scene. This is where I think Darth Vader finally gets this news about... Uh, who shot down and blew up the, the Death Star. The name of the pilot, yes, who blew mm-hmm. up the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Skywalker, as he just, you feel like the rage like emanating out across the uh, the glass as it's shattering. Just a really good, solid like piece of work. It's probably some of the Roka's best work here. Yeah, absolutely. It's a great piece of art. Uh, so be sure to either you can either tweet at the show at Cosmic Force Show, or if you're in our Discord, make sure you you submit your art of the week there so you can be featured on the show. Now let's get into what we're reading. And Caleb, you kind of touched on this a little bit. You've you finally caught up at least with all the adult novels, right? You finished yes. the, the Fallen Star, and we're gonna go into Midnight Horizon eventually. I'm going to uh, I'm going to take a little step back and like catch up on some podcasts. They do the uh, <laughs> the there's another podcast out here called The Living Force that does really <laughs> roundtables. So I think I've never might heard of it. Touch on, I might I might re- go through those episodes now so I can you know help decompress some of the emotions that were from <laughs> that cuz oh boy, like like I was getting like I, I don't know if they'll ever touch on this. I doubt it, but it, it's almost like seven samurai vibes of like these great warriors being put in a situation and slowly watching them being whittled down and down and lower and lower. It was good. Um, probably one of the highlights of the High Republic, which has been a highlight of the Star Wars novels. So um, it's definitely a capstone that is worthy to crawl yourself for. I will say one thing: don't rush to it. I think I skipped one of the uh, the. Uh, the young adult books to get to it. The um, out of the shadows. Out of not the that, test was, of that courage. Was the first one. The test of courage. Test of courage. Were, yeah, and it, they introduce uh, a couple characters. No, wait. I'm pretty sure. Well, test of courage is the uh, middle grade novel, which yeah. is the first middle grade novel. Is that what you mean? Yeah, no, not that one. The second one. The uh, second YA was out of the shadows. Are you by sure? Justina Ireland. Yes. yes. Out of oh, the shadows or into race the or... dark. Into the dark. Into the dark was the, was the first, first YA. That was yes. it. Into oh, Dark yeah. was good, but uh, yes, Into the Dark, Out of the Shadows, I yeah. Anyway, yeah, that should... did definitely add some characters that would uh, would help you for this. Exactly, book. still good, still very much worth reading. But again, take your time, don't rush. Uh, especially, it was really really nice being into the comics first and seeing literally the like moment to moment crossovers. Amazing. So yeah, um, uh, like definitely, it's something that is so much better when you're reading it together. I think that will be the legacy of this uh, High Republic is how intertwined everything was and how 
interconnected it is. You are really getting like less than half the story if you're just getting it from one like series of books, like just reading the adult novels or just reading the YA novels. Like you really have to, you have to go across spectrum and get all the um, like everything they're putting out. I I think yeah. Midnight Horizon is the epitome of all of that. I I'm I just started part five of, of that book. Um, and I think this, I think it's had the most crossovers that I've seen. Uh, like there are, there oh, yeah. are moments from the comics moments from previous books. Um, so the, I, I, that's what I love the most. And, and Caleb, you hit it up. You hit the nail on the head with, you really are only getting a, 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 you're missing a huge chunk of the stories if you're not reading these comics. And, 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 you know, Daniel Jose Oldor is just nails it again with Midnight Horizon. And, and it's, it's really fun to be able to, it, they're, they're I don't want to say they're the throwaway lines, but they're not, they're, there's no attention drawn to it. It's just, it's a comment in a, it's a long scene setting and you're in the mind of a mind of a character and they're talking about a scene or, or a memory and that's like, Oh, that is, uh, High Republic Adventures issue number six. Like I remember that, and, and it's, exactly. it's it's really like, really cool. It's like you know, in uh, episode two when Obi Wan and, and Anakin are talking about yo know, their previous adventures. You've seen those adventures now right. in the comics. It's it's yeah. impressive. You should definitely like in case you haven't know if you, in case for some reason listener you're not in the High Republic, you should be. If you know the good news is we also have a couple of resources here at utini.com. So this is another shameless, shameless plug. Go to utini.com slash just hit the go just, to, just just go go to utini.com. utini.com. You can't see it because of the border. There's a high republic button up here in the top right corner, and it'll take you to the uh, main page, and then you can, if you're new to it, you can go to the getting started guide. Eric uh, put a lot of work into writing this up, uh, and it can be, you know, very daunting. There's a lot of stuff here, um, but you don't have to read it all. Uh, you know, as much as we love reading it all and, uh, you know, uh, really appreciate getting that whole story all together, um, you know, you don't have to. That's okay. Uh, it's perfectly fine. You know, enjoy Star Wars how you want to, um, but it is a little overwhelming. I'll say that. Uh, luckily, there's no High Republic stuff coming out over the summer, so that gives you some time to catch up if that's uh, what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you know if you're trying to find a little bit more condensed, cut down, or like tailored um, way to consume this, like you can just DM me on Discord or <laughs> whatever or Twitter. Like I, I've read it. Well, I haven't finished Midnight Horizon, but other than that, I've like literally read it all, like every single thing that they've released. And um, so I'm always happy to help people get started in the higher public if they're if they're a little hesitant to jump in. Yeah, it's been great. The only thing I haven't read is A Test of Courage. Um, but I've I've I, and I'm like I said, I've got maybe 100 pages or so left, less than 100 pages left of Midnight Horizon. Um, it's awesome. It's great. It, it's it's and and to see these authors really have their stuff together and really be as cohesive as they are and just be as tight knit. Like I'd like weren't they, they were at like uh uh Disney recent within the past like month and they're just yep. like yeah I just love to just hang go hang out with them. They just look like they're having an awesome time just being Star Wars fans at the at at, at you know at Disney. So they were really passionate about uh, about their their content. We thank them for all of their hard work and all of their creativity. Them, the 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 creatives behind the comics, the editors, everybody that's been involved with the High Republic. Uh, we as Star Wars fans, thank you for all of your work because it has been an outstanding experience so far, and we can't wait for what continues to come next. But 
All right, let's go ahead and take a short break, and then we're going to get into our main topic tonight, uh, where we're talking about major moments from minor characters. Uh, We'll be right back. All right, we are back, and tonight we are talking major moments from minor characters. You know, the major characters in in, in these books, the Luke Skywalkers, the Vaders, the Aphras, they get plenty of recognition. We wanted to take a little bit of time and really focus on the minor characters, the characters that aren't the, f- the feature of the books. Um, they're maybe, you know, featured for a panel or two. Maybe they have their, their tiny moment to shine. And whenever that little moment is, they really just nail it in those moments. Um but and and but interesting t- discussion happened earlier today that was completely impromptu when we were kind of submitting our our selections to Jacob so we can pull some art, and that is what exactly is a minor character. Uh, Caleb, I'm going to lead with you because it was it. We'll get without naming who it is that you chose. It was your submission that had this question get raised, and so I kind of want to get what mm. your interpretation is of what a minor character is. Yes. And when we first picked this uh, topic and started, said, okay, go out and pick your characters, we didn't have this conversation, which I think is good because we can now have it at this current point. Um, what I, in my mind, what I thought minor character, I thought of a character who hasn't had a series or uh, a comic series named after them. I felt like that was a pretty good, like, way to... Um, that's a very broad... It. That's a very broad... That's, yeah, that's very <laughs> That's a very broad, because I won broad. Now, ironically, I only have two people on my list. I probably could have d- dug a little bit more. Both of you have more than that. But um, one of my characters, I definitely can see the pushback for it, but I still, I still stand by him. The first one I'm going to talk about, which we'll get to... I will, like, I think that is the perfect example of a minor character here. Um, so as I said, I think it's a little loosey goosey, but I think in my mind is a character who hasn't been a star of their own comic series. Okay. Yet. Okay. So like, maybe they could have like a one shot sort of thing, uh, but definitely not their own series. So when I was originally, when I, when I, we were when we originally thought of this topic, I was thinking not even sidekicks like triple zero. In, in in your in your interpretation, triple zero would be a minor character, and in yes. my original thought process, I was like, no, that's 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 a that's a you know a B character. I'm I want to go into the C's and the D characters, and then it got to be this morning, and I hadn't really <laughs> gotten my list together yet, and I kind of mm-hmm. forgot. I, I wanted to ch- wanted to choose. This is not one of my characters. I wanted to choose one of the Imperial handlers for Vader. Um, in which I can't, but I couldn't remember which series I was wanting to refer to. And I couldn't remember the character's name. And I was like, well, if this is my first character and I can't even remember this, then this is just going to go nowhere fast. So I loosened my, my, my definition up a little bit as well. Uh, and, and I definitely, I guess you could say my, my definition is characters you'd find in the B plot of, of Mm -hmm. if this was a TV show, They'd be at most in the B plot uh, of 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 the storylines. They might be featured with the A A plot characters, but if if they're the focus of this of 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 the storyline, it's the B plot. It might be the C plot, but that's kind of my interpretation of this of of this discussion. Your chief O'Briens from the Next Generation. Sure, sure. The, yeah, okay. I, I mean, if you want to go into that, into that, uh, you know, fandom, uh, fandom, which 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 shall not be be named here. Uh, <laughs> sure, absolutely. Jacob, what are, what are, what are your thoughts? 
Uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I don't think I like ever, uh, put like a hard, li- like a bright line rule on it. Um, I like, there were a few things I considered, like, obviously, you know, it can't be like a, um, like a major, like a, Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader, but with that, obviously off limits. Um, I like, and I had like the internal conversation with myself of like, are we looking for minor characters to the saga or minor characters to the comics? Because like, you know, if I ask someone who just watches the movies, Hey, what do you think about Dr. Aphra? They probably don't have an opinion, but if I ask anyone who any, literally anyone who's read a star Wars comic book in the past, uh, eight years or seven years now, they all have opinions on Dr. That's Aphra. a very good She's point. One of the biggest comic characters in star Wars. So it very much depends on how you approach this. I, you know, I try to just play it safe. Um, so yeah, like you know, some of my characters, I you could argue. Well, I don't think you could argue any of them are even B tier characters. Um, some of them are C or C to D tier characters. Um, some of them have appeared in live. Actually, two out of the three have appeared in live action. Uh, but trust me, the amount of well, sorry, not live action, but you know, uh, live action and anime television. Let's say that. Um, but neither of them have any like significant amount of screen time. So. It was, yeah, just kind of, kind of, you know, I went off vibes, uh, if we're being honest, so. And there was one character, we said this at the end of last week's show, but there was one character that we did say was off limits to this, because I think we, we, we all would have put them on, on, on our list, because I think Mm. that they really are the perfect example of of what we're talking about. And, and Caleb, since this comes from your favorite book, uh, I'm going to give you the honors of, of giving a very quick rundown as to who we're talking about and what makes him such an such an awesome character. The character, of course, is Lobot. Uh, for those who don't remember, he's the uh, Lando's cyborg companion from Episode Five, and Cav co-starred in his uh, Lando shot the uh, miniseries, and also is now a semi-starring role, a very important role in the 2020 series. This is the perfect platonic ideal of a character that you saw in star wars in the movie in the kind of a background character but now through the power of telling stories in the universe in the past and in the future we get a much deeper understanding of the character we get to add context as to why they're there and that's why we're kind of doing this like lobot is suddenly now a human being and we get to see his transition into his full cyborg nature so that's why we're um that's kind of why we're doing this. Lobot yeah. is the exact person that we want to like point to. Are we all going to pick Lobot tier sort of uh, in this low tier, you know, doing high tier stuff? No, this is going to be too complicated, too many tiers. But <laughs> this isn't wedding cake time. This is Star Wars time. All right. Well, Caleb, you are the master of the show notes. And uh, so who did you choose first? I, I'm asking this for our audience because I obviously know. But who did you choose first for the, to, to, this week to, to decide their char- or show their characters? All right. I am going to uh, – I'm going to give Jacob two more seconds to get up Ooh. there. Guess we're going a little out. Or – oh, yes. This is, I think, another great ideal. This is Binthick, who is the uh, Saul Guerrero's uh, kind of right-hand man from Rogue One. You know, he speaks uh, alien, probably like alienese, his own you know, native language. So everything is subtitled in the movie. He has all of like two lines. And we don't even know if he survives the uh, the evacuation of Jeddah. But we see him show back up in the uh, comics, in the 2015 comics, uh, the Ashes of Jeddah uh, substory, uh, specifically issue 40. 
I said, I think um, this is what I'm looking forward to uh, when I was thinking of, like, your platonic ideal of a B character. Like, someone that you can point to, oh, yeah, he was in the movies, and then, but seeing him essentially take on a starring role, like seeing him step it up into Saul Guerrero's uh, footsteps, uh, being, like, the leader of his own partisan rebel group, and you know, just kind of seeing, like, him being, like, a total hard-ass, essentially, like, you know, absolutely executing prisoners, you know, not taking prisoners, you know, blowing up any sort of minorly um, Imperial-affiliated uh, project. Like, seeing this character come back into comics was really exciting, and then seeing him given time to shine and be a real character, that's what I was uh, looking forward to. He's, uh, you know, the, the partisans are, they're a lot more extreme, obviously, uh, than the, uh, the main vein of the Rebel Alliance. They, you know, they, a lot of similar goals, um, but some of, some of us, or well, not some of us, some of, some of the rebels are willing to blow up planets, uh, <laughs> for, uh, to meet, uh, meet the, uh, ends, uh, but, uh, you know, some aren't. So, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Benthic is, a. Uh, quite the interesting character and he really challenges like luke's luke's ideal like pure uh, blue milk luke he's you know a lot of his beliefs are pushed uh pretty far in in this arc so yeah he's a pretty cool character here exactly exactly so that was my pick if you don't mind maybe we should before i get to my other pick how about tyler how about you take a couple of options here i can't usually hog the first ones here so i think i'll uh, stay back here and let you uh, hammer out a couple, okay? Okay, all right. Well, my first one uh, is what somebody that I we we talked about this character when we were talking about the High Republic, um, and that's going to be Skier, and 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 mainly in the in the in the context of the show, what his big moment is, and it's his relationship with the Force, because one, I found it very interesting to. To see the duality of a naturally aggressive Trandoshan be, try to assimilate himself uh, it, on, on first glance successfully into the naturally passive lifestyle of a Jedi. And, and, I, and I think that that dichotomy and that internal strife is an extremely interesting topic. And that's what really drew me to him. And then to throw all the, on t- the icing on that cake – Having him lose his ability to use or touch the force or whatever it is going on with him, again, I think is another fascinating story. And so he is definitely a not an A plot character. I mean, he, he's he's a, a very B plot character in in, in the High he's Republic. Like a, I'd say like a B plus. Yeah, character. yeah, absolutely. Like he's the closest. It depends on on the yeah. issue, but I'd say he's A plot for the uh, it, for well, the comics it, itself. Yeah, it depends on, again, it's like back to what I was saying earlier, it depends on how you approach the, this. If you're a higher public book fan, yeah, he's like a B or C. He's he's arguably maybe a C character. Mm, right. Uh, but if you're a higher public comic fan, yeah, he's like B plus to and, A. And as, uh, and as we get far closer to issue 15, I think he starts to fade a little bit. A little bit more into the background, at least at least from 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 my mm-hmm. perspective. So that, that that was kind of my he's definitely much more featured at, in issue one than he is in issue 14 and 15. But but this, so that's why I, I chose him, because I think that there's there are some very interesting uh, stories that that I think that we could really I would love to get an internal monologue as to what is going on with his ability to lose to, to touch the force. And I really hope we get to see that, uh, I guess in, in phase three. 
So that is my first character. Um, my second character, um, this guy, I, I mean, he has become, he, he is my Afra in, in, in the sense of my basically throwaway character in Rise of Skywalker has become one of my favorite characters in comics because he is everywhere. And and there his the, the what I wrote down was the many allies of Ochi of Bestoon because we get introduced to him as a um his he, he's on Team Palpatine you know he's mm. he's there to kind of sort of uh, keep Vader in line slash take him out but we all he realizes what we all know is that that's never going to happen so then he then he goes and joins you know team vader and he's you know is is able to to follow vader and does what does whatever he what he demands and then more recently um he's now has, uh, apparently has an affiliation with with crimson dawn um so to have a character who like i said there was no that was did he even have two? Was his name even mentioned twice in Rise of Skywalker? I mean, it was. I, we all know it was his ship that they were after. But mm-hmm. outside of just saying the ship belonged to you know uh, a bounty hunter named Ochi of Bestoon, I don't think that he was ever mentioned uh, prior to his uh, his inclusion in Invader. No, not at all. So, so yeah, that's a good choice as someone I'd like. Yeah, like my pick of someone who showed up very minorly in the movies, but now we're expanding out extremely minor, minorly in the movies. So, yeah, Yeah. he's he's like I said, I am very excited to see what he does because he's just he's a really cool character and he's and he's out for himself. Um, uh, As Justin says in our chat, the true definition of a wild card playing all the sides. Yeah, that's that's what he's in it for himself. And uh, and I can't see wait to see what he does. Um. My my next two are, are I think are more in line with the C uh, the C and and uh, and tier characters, um, and this one I chose Doctor Silo. I'm pronouncing mm-hmm. the Silo, uh, the failed usurper. But I'm kind of including his whole ratoon of 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 characters that. Uh, that battled Vader. Um, I thought they his were all gallery. His yeah, things. his his little team of misfits that were put together, um, you know, to to really go against Vader. Uh, and and I, I thought it was a very again somebody like Vader who is all powerful and and can just literally snap a guy's neck and you know without 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 barely lifting a finger, uh, pun intended. For him to have the sort of altercations with vader it was a lot of fun it was a different side of vader that we got to see vader in a in a a different light and so i i thought that he being the leader of and this entertaining band of characters um it was it was really awesome and so and that whole entire the end of his arc was uh was extremely fun for me um and my last character i cannot talk about minor characters without i think i said this in like episode two of the cosmic force that if somebody were to say what is the what is the perfect comic interpretation of the utini community it is jocasta new where i believe it's the last splash page of one of the vaders where it's like don't you dare touch my books or something like that yes um uh, 
that I I from that home from that moment on I just was like yes Jocastanu is an awesome character um and and she has an amazing arc in Invader and uh yeah the, I, I we've said what 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 can we say about Jocastanu that we haven't already said a handful of times um she has a lightsaber gun uh, <laughs> uh, or, so I mean I just she's awesome and and for this little little librarian character in, in Attack of the Clones to turn into to have such an amazing arc in comics that's that is awesome so those are my picks uh, definitely from from highest tier to, to to lowest tier towards the end um, but yeah those were those, those are those characters are a lot of fun right before we move on from your picks totally I, I I don't you know I want to make sure we don't skip over the glorious art that was Dr. Silo because I don't know if you noticed this it's a very clear <laughs> homage to the naked Palpatine of mm. Dark Empire yes uh, all as the yes he he cl- he's like a if you ever read the comic it's from Vader 2015 he like uh, instead of like essence transferring he uses like science and stuff to uh make sure when his body dies he can pass himself on to clones of himself um and w- when confronting vader he releases like he realizes he's uh, in trouble and releases all of his uh his backup clone bodies at the same time who are all of course naked and having like flamethrowers <laughs> and guns and stuff like that to take on vader so uh yeah we couldn't we couldn't let that one go without mentioning it that's, that's a major moment there of the whole. It uh, really is. Major <laughs> you know, Nick, naked man rush. All right, Caleb, do we want to get to your controversial topic or do we want to let Jacob go and let and, and, uh, and I'll, I'll go ahead his. and take. Should I go ahead and take mine, Jacob? You're Let's up to do you. it. Yeah. All right. So this was the one that a lot that I think sparked this controversy. And this character, not a like I had to catch myself because when I was explaining my rules, I almost said, you know, they couldn't have starting their own comic series or their own book. But the problem is they did have their own book. And this is Grand Moff Tarkin. Yes, Grand yeah. Moff Tarkin. Definitely a loose interpretation of the term minor character. But continue. Yeah, in the comics, definitely, and in the extended universe, he's definitely played out a lot. And his moment is specifically in Dark Lord of Sif, you know, the 2017 run. There's like a one-off issue, issue 18, where Vader approaches Tarkin because Tarkin owes him a favor and says, here's my favor, Tarkin. I know you're a big game hunter, so I want you to gather as many people as you can, pick a planet, and try to hunt me as best you can. And like, it's a really fun, like, you know, uh, we get a deep dive into Tarkin's like mindset of how he's like trying to... Uh, stop this unstoppable force and in the end he actually kind of manages to uh get a leg up on vader and you know get him cornered there's a really great scene there at the end and you if you haven't watched it you should definitely read this issue it's even if you just get the one issue it's amazing uh but it really adds a lot of context to this character and you get to see a and I think it adds more to when you reread episode four or rewatch episode four of seeing how Vader and Tarkin interact. You know, Tarkin is the sort of person who will tell Vader to stop and Vader still stops. And, you know, given how much we've seen of Vader and how well he plays with authority, that might not mix with what we have in mind. But this kind of re-hones that edge and makes you realize, okay. Vader definitely has a lot of respect for Tarkin in a mental and martial sense. 
Yeah, it's definitely a great arc in, in the comics, and and it's definitely and I, and I definitely I definitely understand why 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 you chose this, and it's and then if this if this show was airing in nineteen, I guess any time before the Clone Wars, yes. mm. I would probably say I'd probably give I I'd, I'd probably be like oh yeah awesome awesome choice, but he's 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 a very he's a if if Skier is a B character. Borderline B plus. Tarkin's, Tarkin's an S character. <laughs> yeah, he's like a B plus plus character now. <laughs> yeah, like like Tarkin is definitely. Uh, I think I'm pushing the definition here a lot. Well, it's like interesting, Tyler. It's interesting that you think that like Clone Wars was the tipping point. Like I, I still feel that like even you know today, all you know more he gets far more notoriety from A New Hope itself um, than you know. Couple appearances in Clone Wars, you know, but you but, see, in, or Bad Batch in or Rogue One in A New yeah. Hope, he is. Well, no, I get, yeah, I, I was gonna say he's in like A New Hope, like, he is a minor character, but no, he's he's, he's arguably like the main the bad guy, guy. yeah, he, he got yeah. top, yeah. he got like as high billing as Alec Guinness, you know, yeah, I mean, at that point, well, I mean, he's a very famous actor, yeah, uh, and you know, he. At that point, there was no emperor in this, like in the picture. Yeah, you're right. Like it was, it was just Vader and Tar. It was so like, yeah, you know, Caleb couldn't say his not. He didn't have his own book uh, because he does, he does have one. I did say uh, that. Yeah. I also, like, I mean, you and you did carve out a caveat that maybe one shots were okay because he did get an Age of Republic book. He as did well. did that too. Yes. <laughs> That, that's, that is art the right comments. there. Or not, not, not Republic, Age of Rebellion. Age, yes, that um, is art right there. That is buff oh, Tarkin. Yes, the, <laughs> buff buff uh, murder fantasy Tarkin. Yes. yes. Uh, yeah, it, well, it's funny because like a real like, imperial the psycho, that, yo, Tarkin. Yeah. The reason that like we like got on this conversation on if he was uh, a minor character is just like a funny moment where I like I was like just like Tyler sitting today trying to like think of who I wanted to talk about. And I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, like, do you think like General Tag from A New Hope is like too mainstream, or is that like is that is that like a little is that obscure enough? And then I like look up and I see Caleb has Tarkin on it. Like, yes, Tag would be okay. I did not choose him, but uh, yeah, yeah. So Tarkin was my second pick, controversial to say the least. But I think again, this is what I'm going for: is a character who was what had a very like limited appearance in the movies but had a great impact in these comics as we see a different side of them so hey that I, is the, the, this is the epitome of the utini community right here everybody has their own opinions we might not all agree but we're all here to share them and 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 think about them positively so if you think that target is a minor character then you are able to have that to have that opinion and and we're going to talk about it tonight <laughs> Right. So, all, all right, right. So I think, Jacob. I think that, that leaves me. Yeah. Yes. My my first one is uh, I don't know. I I don't really don't know how to rank these as far as like obscurity goes. Uh, so we're just gonna go into it because uh, the first one is Ren. Uh, so he's definitely gotten more of a spotlight as of late. He's I mean I will argue that he's still pretty obscure, um, or still pretty minor until his issue of Crimson Rain comes out in like one month or two months now. Mm -hmm. um yeah so i think he, i think it's issue four so he's still got like a, a month um but yes so ren from uh rise of kylo ren and also of course the um halloween lego special mm. uh <laughs> is you know a very very cool character uh he he's the the guy that helps tempt ben solo over to the dark side uh it's a very i think it's a very interesting because obviously 
this came out after the force awakens um and after last jedi i believe yeah after yes. last jedi so like you know we already kind of have some idea of what the knights of ren are at that point but this kind of this comic book gave a a, a backstory to them mm-hmm. it gave a charismatic leader that is kind of the opposite of what you'd expect uh to uh, uh to lead this group of uh force users I think he's just a very cool character. He has some great moments in the comic book, uh, including, of course, fighting Kylo. Uh, I chose his interaction with Kylo and Luke uh, from when uh, Kylo was or when Ben was younger. Uh, I thought it was a very cool moment where he's like, fight, there's like he's fighting the legend Luke Skywalker, and he has a, he, the like guy is crazy, so he has a dead man switch on his lightsaber that would like blow everything up if uh, Luke tried to take it away. And it's just a very interesting moment, especially when he lifts off the mask because you see him earlier in the series like com- like completely like scarified like he looks like a monster and then you take it off it's like oh he's hot like okay <laughs> it's 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 the, it's the it's the martian row effect let's be real yeah it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah or he, right. i guess that's ben not solo, what I s- ben solo uh kylo ren also did that a bit too. yeah yeah it's like oh that's not what we expected it's it's a lot different than you know uh 83 when vader takes off his mask and he's like scarred and it's like it's like now Ooh, now in star wars is like yeah now in star wars it's like oh it's just an attractive dude. what's what's right, the cool. saying oh. ren walked so marshawn Rowe could run with 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 that i dash- did not know that but with with, yes. with that dashing with is, is that the, is that the phrase that Earlier predecessors, it is now. It is now it that is now. he was the he was Marshawn Rowe before Marshawn Rowe was was he, was he's hot. The, he's the the blueprint. Yes, yeah. I'm well, glad you chose print. him. Well, white print to the gray print, I guess. I, I'm glad yeah. you chose him because he was somebody that I was that I was considering putting in my list as well. So I'm very glad that he was mentioned mm-hmm. in, on on this episode. Totally. Yeah. Next, of course, I couldn't go an episode mm. of the Cosmic Force without talking about Bausch. Uh, you know, the minorest of characters who technically was not even in a movie, uh, although his armor was. Uh, and yeah, uh, Alyssa Wong, shouts out, did this one shot for War of the Bounty Hunters, still my favorite comic book of all of last year. Uh, him and his crew are amazing as they try and take on an assassin an assassination mission to take down the board of the tag company. Uh, and yeah, just a very cool, like, honestly, like the mission is like the least like interesting part of this issue for me i mean it's cool but like the real heart of the issue is the emotional storytelling um Mm -hmm. and then also honorable mention to uh domina tags stabbing someone in the chest with a proto blade that was also (laughs) pretty hype yes now two things this is also a relation to the tag family of general tag if the person you were trying to mention and two since we were talking about masked characters on your last pick is bausch hot underneath the helmet I don't know if we will ever find that out. I like even if like even if I get my dream that the <laughs> Bausch the Uba four uh Ubi's people story gets told, I still think they're gonna like master chief it and never show what he looks like. We can only hope. Well, we did, well Boba Fett went without a face for like what, fifteen years, twenty years? Uh mm, was it eighty to two thousand and two? Yeah. So twenty two years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so who knows? Maybe they both will get a face reveal in the next twenty years. <laughs> yeah, we just got. Yeah, we gotta wait for the uh, the the um, I don't know prequels part two. We're just doing it. It's just, we're doing them again. The, bo- the with... book of Boba Fett, Bosch edition. <laughs> yeah, the there we go. But yes, uh, pick this up. It's great. I love it. Uh, yeah, shouts out Bosch. Uh, so my last pick. 
you know, I Emma unfortunately could not join us tonight, mm. so this was partially in honor of her. Uh, to you know, I have to bring in the Bausch representation as much as I can. Emma, of course, would have picked something from Mutiny of Moncala. I'm guessing if we get if she was here. So I did King Lee Char from Clone Wars. Uh, he plays a very interesting role. It like I had when I caught back up with like when I like read all of the Marvel stuff in uh, like last summer. I read it in release order, which was a very interesting experience because if you go back and read these comic books, this is from Vader 2017. Yeah. Uh, Burning, Burning Seas. If you read them, like if you just kind of like read them in, you know, chronological or whatever order you might find that's not release order, um, you were probably not getting what it was a very cool experience of this released at the same time as Mutiny at Moncala. So they were both leading up to King Lee Char, like, like, the whole time in Vader's arc, he's trying to get Lee Char and, like, just hunt him down and, like, suppress uh, the Mon Calan resistance, where uh, at Mutiny Mon Cala, the rebel heroes were trying to go track him down to spark up new resistance from the Mon Calamari. So it's a very interesting thing where, like, both these arcs are driving towards a, like, central issue and they meet at the end um, from two different parts of the timeline. So if you didn't read those, like, like if you didn't read it when they came out that way... You miss out on what's a very cool experience. Uh, like here we have Lee Char. This is like very, very early days of the Empire. And the Empire decides to make an example of the uh, Mon Calamari's and just like absolutely just bombards. The, uh, Tarkin's actually doing this. It just bombards the crap out of their planet and take uh, Lee Char as a political prisoner. Uh, and then, yeah, then again, you see the aftermath of this like what, 20 some odd years later in the yeah. timeline um, where he's been a Imperial prisoner for this entire time and he's on life support, but in his dying breath gives uh, inspiration to his people yeah. to rise up. Yeah. Like without, without Lee Char, you don't have, well, yeah. In the story, you don't have the rebel fleet that we see in the later movies. So right. yeah, you don't he's have Admiral bit. Akbar and you don't have the people submitting uh, discord uh, images. Yes, no, we don't. We don't. Uh, yeah, like obviously, let's be real. This was he was not a his story in Clone Wars was one of the least liked of that series. Uh, but uh, I think he plays a very pivotal role, a very important role in this comic book, and I'm uh, you know I'm glad he I'm glad it happened. Absolutely, I still can't get over to, get over the fact that his name is just Charlie backwards. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, he had a very very <laughs> heroic moment uh, at the end of this uh, in this panel right here, and uh, and I thought oh, yeah. that uh, yeah that uh, it's it's a very good picks uh, being able to 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 honor Emma with this pick uh, of of King Link Char because yeah that was he has a very 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 big moment with his with his speech there so all right. Um, any other honorable mentions? Like I said, at the top of the show, I had wanted to. I just couldn't remember what the name of it was, and I didn't have time to go look for it. Um, any one of um, Vader's handlers during mm. during his time when he is kind of on, you know, in the doghouse with uh, with the Emperor. I think those are great characters. Um, I, I I considered putting Sarah and Tarek in, but I wasn't. I wasn't sure if they mm. were minor characters. I mean, I I, I say that uh, ironically, seeing, seeing as I chose Skier. I think they're more. I think yeah, I think they're more minor than Skier. Probably yeah. yeah. They're definitely a supporting cast. I would say like you might have been able to get away with like, um, oh, Doctor Utter Sound from uh, Trail yeah. of Shadows. I think he would be a minor character. 
Okay. I would agree. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Especially, from a, I, especially I think, from a comics perspective. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, even in a bookstore uh, perspective, it's not like yeah, he does no, terrible totally. much. So I think that would have uh, been a, a kind of a shoe in. I, I I was thinking because I like I was like I really wanted to have an, a High Republic pick, but I just didn't end up coming up with one. Um, uh, because like. Quartz, my favorite. I think he's a little bit too. I think he's borderline, mm. but probably a little bit too much. He, I mean, he's like he was minor at, in the first. Book. I I was surprised we didn't have a court appearance here. It's like I would say, at, like I would say at best, he's like the number four most important character. Like he he definitely is not more important than Lula or Zine, and he I don't think he's more important, uh, or at least like when you wouldn't rank him above. Uh, Cricks. Oh God. Uh well Crix but who's the other uh, Padawan friend? Uh, um, uh, no, uh, no, I'm blanking on. I know, yeah, I see him. Well, but the, here's the, cat the thing. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, I always want to call Farzan? him. I always want to call him Cantan, Farzala? but that's uh, Farzala. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the uh, thing. I think Court has definitely you know minor spoilers if you haven't read High Republic Adventures, which you should. Court has definitely been a, is now a more important He's elevated. He's now yeah, elevated. Sure. So he's more important than Farsala. Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's pretty close. But the, and then also my the other one I was thinking about throwing in, but I couldn't find a good enough like moment to highlight them. They've like they're a minor character in the High Republic, but like they've had like basically cameos in the comics, so there's no major moment for them. Uh that's of course Orbelin. Okay. Uh, God God yeah. love them. Do yeah, we yeah yeah. I'm also kind of surprised none of us chose buckets of blood as as to have a major moment uh, from Trail of I, Sh- from Trail of Shadows. Well, I strongly I, that that is a very major moment, but I also strongly consider just throwing him in and just having him bake uh, bake treats for his mo- major his major moment is that baking too. the treats that and bake too. off spectacular. Yes, that's another good one. So there are wow. a lot of there are a lot of additional honorable mentions. Uh, so if, if if you have an honorable mention, tweet us tweet tweet the show at Cosmic Four Show or go into the Discord and 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 let us know what some of your uh, your honorable mentions are, uh, because there are a lot of the, the, and I think that's what, that's the beauty of comics is you can have a lot more characters that can be featured and 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 have their their one moment their their buckets of blood moment where they're you know stripping down to to for for science uh to uh to before storming off to to defend everybody so um all right if we don't have any additional um you know let, let's quickly you know shout out one from the from the chat I, I don't know if this is the exact one he would have chosen but uh justin did uh give props to commander carbon from uh the same like mm. silo arc yep yes who is of course our uh general grievous slash Admiral Akbar mashup character who has like purple lightsabers. It's insane. Uh, but and he has like doesn't he die by getting like a ship crushed on yes, top of like, him? Yes, uh, he does. Yes. Doctor Afra rams him with a ship. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. It's uh, what happened to Archangel Number One. Yes. Is flown into him. Yep. Okay. Good times. And good obviously, times. we're only talking about canon because if we talked, if we went into Legends. Hell, we could just do the nineteen the seventy seven run, and we could fill Let, four different episodes about minor characters. Yeah, Mo, I mean, Mo, let's be real. Most of our episodes are canon specific because that's what's coming out right now. Yes. That's what we know best. And if you open up the floodgates to legends, things just get way too crazy, way too fast. Mm-hmm. That's why we have to bring in that's like our spiritual guide, Jared or Freddie, to help uh help us uh, navigate that. Yes. See last episode for how crazy it got on legends. Now, <laughs> Speaking of last episode, next episode, I think we've teased it out a little bit. Um, 
next episode is going to be a very special one. We're going to be doing a roundtable for The Rise of Kylo Ren. Uh, it's something that's now been on our foundational five for this entire uh, run of this series. Uh, but we've done roundtables on, I think, on literally every other one of those uh, novels, or at least some part of that series. Uh, well, Afro 2016. Uh, we did Afro. We, so Dark Empire is one of them, and although we have not done a roundtable on that, Legends Look Back assured, most assuredly has. Um, well, we did. Kylo Ren we're doing. We did, we Dark, done, we, we we did do, Dark Lord of the Sith. But we didn't do did we? Uh, Sky... I think we talked about it not in a roundtable format, and we didn't haven't done Skywalker Strikes in a roundtable. Anyway, Let's be real, this is the best one on the remaining list for us to do a roundtable on. Absolutely. It is a contained story, so we don't have to leave on cliffhangers, so go out, read it. It's a really good story. It really ties in the, uh, the, the sequel trilogy very well. Uh, plus, it has you know, a hot guy taking off his mask and revealing that he's attractive. Always, It's a trope now in stars, <laughs> just like lightsabers, <laughs> and I have a bad feeling about this. It's it's here. So uh, that'll be next week. So get a chance to read it. We actually uh, you can use the link in our website to uh, Amazon in our YouTube description to, you know, it's uh, not uh, in it right now. But uh, yeah, can, it's not in the description now, but you can find you can you can click one of those links and then you know, find your navigate. That also works. It. Yes. Yeah. But needless to say, pick it up. It's a great read. We'll be talking about it in depth next week uh, where all four of us will be here. Uh, and that's going to be that week also uh in if you're not speaking of legends uh we try to summon them but since they haven't appeared we'll point you in their direction tomorrow nine o'clock legends look back our sister podcast is go discussing and this is a direct quote the dopest ships in <laughs> legends that's that is exactly what it says so uh, they're going to be talking about their favorite starships that were legend specific i think it's going to be a lot of fun that so we're going to be doing that one. And then if you still love roundtables, Monday, the uh, Living Force is going to be doing their Midnight Horizon roundtable. So tune in for that. And next week for our roundtable, and we will uh, we'll be keep pumping out all this um, all this information, all these podcasts here. So stay tuned. All right. But for tonight, that is going to do it for this week's episode of The Cosmic Force. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show right here on YouTube, where you can hear us live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We also encourage you to subscribe to our audio version on whatever podcast platform you listen to. You can also follow us on Twitter and tweet at the show at Cosmic Force Show to stay informed about Star Wars comics, comics happenings. <coughs> Excuse me. Or follow the host individually. I'm at Ty Rags, Emma is at ErmaJedi26, Caleb is at Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob is at Jacob Bosch. For reviews, articles, and news for the, rest of the, for the rest of the Expanded Universe, be sure to visit utini.com. We also encourage you to join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash Discord, and you can help support the show by heading to patreon.com slash Utini and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. A special thank you to OK Endar, Brian Dooley, Patrick Ortiz, Carl Sander, and Earl Q on our Jedi High Council, as well as Matt Billington, Elizabeth Cloutier, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their continued amazing support. Thank you again to Caleb and Jacob for hosting with me tonight. Thank you for all of you who joined us live in the chat. And thank you to our listeners wherever and whenever you are listening to us. We truly appreciate your support. Until next week, we will, uh, we will see everybody next week. But until then, may the Force be with you.